Welcome back. We're going to continue on our talk with allergies. We originally we were going to start with the top eight, right? Yeah, those top eight allergies, we looked them up in, and they are milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, and soybeans. Right. Oh, and you know, when you looked it up, and you know, when I asked you, something was wrong in my mind, you know, and I had to take a step back in, in the kitchen or in the restaurant industry, let's say, safety is a priority, not just not burning yourself or cutting yourself and cross-contamination, but, you know, let's talk about cross-contamination as in the fact that you have to worry about allergies as well. And sometimes you have to take safety first, <laughs> not sometimes, every time. And what I'm getting to is for us, we look at it like... Um, the top 14 allergies. And I don't want to go through them all right now, but what really took me back was, for example, what brought us here? Let's talk about what brought us here. Slowly poisoning your son with little bits of stuff that he's allergic to and the ingredients in many things he eats. There's a thing called meripai. It's got celery, onions and carrots in it. And that's what the word mirepoix means. Together, they are a blend of some beautiful flavors that accent everything from soups to stews. And, and you, you, it's just universally known. And, and, and in other languages, it's called other things like sofrito or bututo in, uh, in Italian. Yeah, sofrito. And if you hear, um, it's our little chihuahua snoring in the background as you're talking. Uh, his name's Churro. But yes, you're absolutely right. So we were talking about the top eight, an egg allergy came up. And I have an egg allergy. And the first thing I notice when I do get egged <laughs> um, is that metallic taste. Right, the anaphylaxis. Um, I, I wouldn't say just a metallic taste, but if you do taste it, that's a sign of anaphylaxis. And look up what anaphylaxis means, you know, so that you're clear on what's happening to you. It's different levels for different people and different things, you know, you respond differently. What, what, makes me very worried about the way the government has the top eight is it makes you closed minded to allergens and makes you think that it's not in everything. For example, celery. Celery itself is a, is a toxin. It is toxic. Its flavor comes from its toxins. And for some of us, we're allergic to it. And it could be quick and uncomfortable. So as a chef, I learned early about celery allergies. And that's what took me back when you said the top eight, which should be the top 14. It really should. So people are more aware of what they're putting in their bodies, more aware of what things do. Let's take, for example, mustard. Mustard is used, uh, you see it everywhere right? So is mustard, you just mentioned the top 14. And um, is mustard one of the top 14? Oh, it And sure what is, is the top 14? Because I've never heard of this before. Um, it's just like an international list or a culinarian list of allergens to be aware of. And, and some of them are rarer allergies on products you see around all the time. So like, for example, mustard you see everywhere. 
But once again, it's poisonous to a certain extent, very high in histamines. And when you do react, it's quick, quick. So you have to be aware and ready. And that's what I would like to bring to our guests and our friends is don't pay attention to the top eight. Expand on the top eight. And I know the top eight is really for manufacturers where if any of those eight is in the product, they have to list it. But what you're talking about is like within the industry, and this is really for the safety of their their clients and their customers. Oh yes, yes. Safety first, always safety first. I mean I mean, how can you not think that way, right? And um I agree with you with the top eight, and at least it's a start, but I would encourage our friends out there to look up the top 14 allergens and, and do a little research and see which, you know, ones you, you might have, which a word you'll see a lot of when you're looking up these top eight and top 14 is they try to steer you away from you being allergic or thinking you have an, an allergic reaction. They call it an intolerance. That means you personally cannot tolerate it. It's not an allergy. If they call it an allergy, it's a medical condition that many people can have. It, it's, it's not the right way to look at it. But, you know, you decide for yourself out there. But what I would like you to do is look at this top 14. I'm going to mention them real quick here. It's cereals crustaceans, which are shrimp, lobster, crab, mollusks, which are oysters, clams, mussels, those kind, fish with scales, lupine, which is a legume, eggs, dairy, mustard, peanuts, sesame, soy, celery, which we touched on a little bit, sulfites, and sulfur dioxides. I mean, I'd like to touch on fish with scales. You know, catfish as well, and there are fish out there that don't have scales that still you could be allergic to. Also, the dioxides there. That's another thing that builds up in your body. I mean, a little bit, you might have a sim small reaction, right? But as you cook like in french cooking lots of wines sulfides naturally happen in wines so you're mixing wine with this sauce that sauce this sauce before you know what the percentage is building up then you worry about an allergic reaction yes and i i do have a reaction to sulfides that's why i can't drink wine and it happens naturally in wine um yeah and, and that's that's what you got to worry about and, and you said naturally some of these things happen naturally Anyway, your beans, the skin naturally is toxic to us. That's why you have flagellants. It's passing. For many of us, that's as far as it goes. For some of us, it gets much more uncomfortable. And you have anything depending on how your immune system reacts to this so-called intolerance. Um, you could have anything from hives to tummy aches to asthma, depending on how you personally react. The, 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 the condition could be different. Absolutely. And being aware of this really makes a big difference in knowing like if someone who is uh, allergic and sensitive to celery and you're looking at the ingredients label of something and it has added vegetable broth. You have to assume that there's celery in it. 
not only assume uh, downright there is, just tell yourself there is, and it, you know if you use it, suffer the consequences. Now, I, I do have a question about this top 14. I don't see nuts on here, and my husband is highly allergic to nuts. Is there going to be a 15? Well, you know, that's, that's uh, what I wanted to talk about, too, is, uh, yeah, 15. Why don't we personally just call it the top 15 or take what's on the top eight and not on the top 14 and add that up and make it the top 15 already? What I'd like to do is totally concentrate on the top one, two, or even five allergies that is disrupting our friends' lives out there. And those are the important ones for us. It doesn't matter 8, 15, 20. There's somebody out there that's allergic to something that uh, um, is not even on either list. You know that there's rare allergies all the time. And we're all got to touch of something. I only would like to use these top lists as a reference tool for people to understand what these intolerances are, these sensitivities are, downright allergic reactions are, so that they could educate themselves and, and better their lives. That's basically it. And take it as a safety lesson, safety precaution. That's how I look at it. You know, it's, it's everyday life when I'm you know, eating something where I have to ask what's in it. And because of the array of true allergies that I have, that actually cause the process of anaphylactic and then sensitivities I have that cause my immune system to respond. And so having this list um, really helps me be more aware, but also to bring awareness to others because I've talked with others where they say, oh no, I can't have cucumbers, you know, this, this, and this. And it's like, well, do you know this is why your body is responding? Right, and, and then, you know, this will bring us to another level soon. Let's throw out the word nightshade, used for a lot of things. What is a nightshade? Do we even eat nightshades, right? Yes, nightshade is a big no-no on my list, and, absolutely. And that's tomato. Tomato is a nightshade. Eggplant is a nightshade. Right, but you know, you hear of it being a poisonous plant in stories and stuff like that, and it is used in other things. Uh, well, that's why they were so fearful of tomatoes, because it's a nightshade. What I'm getting to is the next step is how, as you become aware of the similarities of the symptoms of these sensitivities, you might find yourself connecting certain dots. And the reason why I mentioned nightshades is because you eat certain things from it. And not only that, the chemicals in the plant that you might be allergic to are used in other industrial products. What I'm getting to is, as you become aware, you put the dots together on other things that are connected with each other, how the, how the system comes together. And this is why it's important that we want to have a conversation with you. We want to know what's going on with you because it was during this phase where I started connecting those dots. This is where we want to talk about what's happening with you personally. Right. And don't forget, we have a social learning Facebook group 
called the Food Sensitives Community, and we are active in there, and we want to hear from you. Not only your allergies, your issues, your questions, your concerns. Our government does not tell us anything unless we make them. And I hate to go that route, but we mentioned the top eight, so let's go that route now. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you, looking forward to hear about your concerns, and uh, let's take it from there. We'll see you on the next episode.